I think sometime I just may preach a series of messages on all those places in the Bible where the mountains are the place where God speaks. Our brother just sang very wonderfully and gave us a fresh view of Calvary. It's up Calvary's mountain. There, our Redeemer bled and died for our salvation. On Thursday mornings, we have that Bible study, and I've just been overwhelmed by the turnout and the response. Good number of you folks sitting here have been there most Thursdays. You know that we started climbing a mountain back in the Old Testament, uh, looking at Moses and that tremendous experience of what it was for him to go up on a mountain and there to actually meet with God, to receive the law for Israel, the Ten Commandments. And uh, Moses, having such nearness to God, as is always the case with every true saint, you want more. And so one day he said to Jehovah up on that mountain, show me your glory. And you know some of the story, how God indeed would not show his full face or his full glory to Moses. No man can see my face, not at that point in redemption story, and live. But he put Moses in the cleft of the rock, and the glory of God passed by, and it was of such a phenomenal experience that Moses' own face started glowing in some strange way and continued to do so even as he went down among the people. Had to wear a veil. It was somewhat even distracting these wonderful experiences. Sometimes we call our own wonderful experiences of nearness to the Lord like having a mountaintop experience. We trace that on Thursday all the way through to the New Testament where more mountains are mentioned and more of God's glory revealed. And the Apostle Paul tells us that with an unveiled face, unlike Moses' experience, with the veil taken away because of what Christ has done, We, his people, look full into the face of our wonderful Lord and Savior. And like Moses, we too, well, our skin doesn't exactly glow, but we are, Paul says, transformed when we see Christ from one stage of glory to the next. And then we've made some progress uh, on Thursdays from that setting, coming to understand that the way that God reveals his glory to his people at this point in redemption history is when you open the pages of sacred scripture. It is a living word. It is a glorious word. How could it not be? It is the word of God. And God is still speaking today right off the pages of that holy Bible. One of the things that we've underscored in our teaching on Thursdays is that the Bible is one book with one basic story. Yes, there are 66 individual books of the Bible. There is two, the Old Testament and the New Testament. But that doesn't mean there's two Bibles or even that there's two stories. For all of the Word of God is one glorious revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ and of our great salvation through him. 
all 66 books telling just one story. In a way, I could say it is God's history, or if you spell history this way, it is his story. The Bible is a great revelation of the glory of the gospel in Jesus Christ. It is his story. It is important, I think, for people to understand that that Bible, which reveals who Christ is to us, is one book with one great person as its ultimate subject, and that, of course, is the Lord Jesus Christ. For my message this morning, and I have never done this before on any Sunday morning in more than 30 years of preaching, I want to deliver to you, I would seek to be the Lord's mouthpiece and give you only the words of Scripture. But to do so in such a way that as you follow the story, his story, from beginning to the glorious end, which we've already sung about, I think the one storyline will become very clear to all of us. I do this believing with all of my heart that if any preacher at any time did nothing more than just deliver the words of the Bible, that that word God would honor, that word God would use by his power, perhaps to save a soul this morning, that would be wonderful. But that word, I can tell you, on the basis of God's own promise, will not return void. So I invite you to give your attention, your careful, reverent attention to the reading of God's word as the message, and especially before we approach this table of the Lord. Let's pray first. O word of God, speak, and we shall live. By your spoken word, you created everything that is. By Christ, the incarnate word, You redeemed our souls from sin. By your powerful word this very day, you dwell among us. Oh, word of God, speak, and we shall live and praise and serve and love you the more. We ask by him who is the very word of life. Amen and amen. I want to mention that I am deeply indebted to a brother in Christ, Pastor Ronnie Smith of Austin, Texas, who I do believe had the leading of the Lord to weave together for us the mountain peaks of Scripture that bring us to bow this very day before our Lord Jesus Christ. I appreciate his work. However, he is not the author of this message. It is God breathed. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. Then God said, let us make man in our image, 
after our likeness. And let him have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. And God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day you eat of it, you shall surely die. But the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. And she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Claiming to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. Therefore, God gave them up in the lusts of their heart to impurity, to dishonoring their bodies among themselves because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator who is blessed forever. Then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked. For the creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope. But then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every intention of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall crush your head and you shall bruise his heel. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you. And I will make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And he brought Abram outside and said, Look toward heaven and number the stars if you are able to number them. Then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And Abram 
believed the Lord, and he counted it to him as righteousness. And Abraham became the father of Isaac. The sons of Isaac were Esau and Israel. Then the Lord brought Israel up from the land of Egypt and redeemed them from the house of slavery. But they did not keep God's covenant and refused to walk according to his law. They forgot his works and the wonders that he had shown them. When he killed them, they sought him. They repented and sought God earnestly. They remembered that God was their rock, their most high God, their redeemer. But they flattered him with their mouths. They lied to him with their tongues. They even sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood, the blood of their sons and daughters. Then Jehovah gave them into the hand of the nations, so that those who hated them ruled over them. Yet, being compassionate, he atoned for their iniquity, did not destroy them. He restrained his anger often and did not stir up all his wrath. Nevertheless, he looked upon their distress when he heard their cry. For their sake, he remembered his covenant and relented according to the abundance of his steadfast love. Then the Lord raised up judges who delivered them from the hands of those who plundered them. Yet Israel did not listen to their judges, for they played the harlot after other gods and bowed themselves down to them. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah. And they said to him, Now appoint a king for us to judge us just like all the other nations. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Listen to the voice of the people in regard to all they say to you. For they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me from being king over them. Nevertheless, the people refused to listen to the voice of Samuel. And they said, no, but there shall be a king over us that we also may be like all the nations, that our king may judge us and go out before us and fight our battles. Then the Lord said to Jeremiah in the days of Josiah, the king, have you seen What faithless Israel did. She went up on every high hill and under every green tree. And she was a harlot there. I thought after she has done all these things, she will return to me. But she did not return. She polluted the land and committed adultery with stones and trees. For a spirit of harlotry has led them astray. And they have played the harlot departing from their God. For a spirit of harlotry is within them, and they do not know the Lord. 
What then? Are we better than they? Not at all. For we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin. As it is written, none is righteous. No, not one. No one understands. No one seeks after God. All have turned aside together. They have become worthless. No one does good. Not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive. The venom of asp is under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood, and their paths are ruin and misery. And the way of peace they have not known. And there is no fear of God before their eyes. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant I made with their fathers on the day when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, my covenant that they broke, though I was their husband. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them and I will write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sins no more Therefore say to the house of Israel, thus says the Lord God, it is not for your sake, O house of Israel, that I am about to act, but for the sake of my holy name, which you have profaned among the nations to which you came. And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations and which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am the Lord, declares the Lord your God, when through you I vindicate my holiness before their eyes. I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses and from all your idols I will cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. For I am the Lord The Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness, keeping steadfast love for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin. The law came in so that transgression would 
increase. But where sin increased, grace abounded all the more. So that as sin reigned in death, even so grace would reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel, and he will save his people from their sins. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. God, after he spoke long ago to the fathers in the prophets in many portions, in many ways, oh, in these last days has spoken to us in his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. And he, Christ, is the radiance of his glory and the exact representation of his nature and upholds all things by the word of his power when he had made purification of sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. The Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. In him was life, and the life was the light of men And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw his glory, glory as the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. But the light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light. For their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. For he grew up before him like a young plant, like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. And we, we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows, yet We esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes we are healed. All we, like sheep, have gone astray. We've turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. 
like a lamb that, that is led to the slaughter and like a sheep that before its shears is silent. So he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. And as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people? And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet, it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see it and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous. And he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sins of many and makes intercession for the transgressors. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin. Of the world. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and delight yourself in abundance. He said, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us even when we were dead in trespasses made us alive with Christ. By grace you have been saved For while we were still helpless at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For God who said, light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we would be holy and blameless before him. In love, he predestined us to adoption as sons through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the kind intention of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace. For those whom he foreknew, 
he also predestined to become conformed to the image of his Son. And these whom he predestined, he also called. These whom he called, he also justified. And these whom he justified, he also glorified. Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, for he is risen. We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died, and he died for all, that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. All of this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself And gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. For Christ was slain and purchased for God with his blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. So love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. But do not love the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Do not be surprised, brothers, that the world hates you. Jesus said, you will be hated by all because of my name, but it is the one who is endured to the end that has salvation. A disciple is not above his teacher, nor a slave above his master. Do not fear those who kill the body, but are unable to kill the soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. Therefore, everyone who confesses me before men, I will also confess him before my Father. Rejoice and be glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Indeed, All who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. So suffer hardship with me as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. For this reason, I endure all things for the sake of those who are chosen, so that they also may obtain the salvation which is in Christ Jesus, and with it eternal glory. For this light momentary affliction is preparing us For an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison, as we look at the things that are not seen, but we look at the things which are unseen, the things which are eternal. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you by his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore confirm, strengthen, and establish you. So we exult in the glory of God. And not only this, 
We also exult in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings perseverance, perseverance, proven character, and hope. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Therefore, prepare your minds for action. Keep sober in spirit. Fix your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Christ Jesus. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. Oh, then John saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. The one sitting on it is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes wars. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings, Lord of Lords. Well, they will make war with the Lamb. And the Lamb will conquer them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings. And those with him are called and chosen and faithful. The devil thrown into the lake of fire. Then death and Hades are thrown into the lake of fire. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. But then... He saw a new heaven and a new earth, and he heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is among men. He will dwell among them. They shall be his people, and God himself will be among them. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying or pain. The first things have passed away. Behold, he says, I am making all things new. Now, to him who is able to keep you from falling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now and forevermore. May Jesus Christ be praised. May Jesus Christ be praised. And all God's people said, Amen.